nitrate power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. Welcome to the Talk Show 9000, the official podcast of 1900 Hot Dog, the final website. We do daily articles with all the things you love jokes, mess arounds, japes. We are funded by Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash 1900 Hot Dog. And we recently crossed the financial threshold high enough to pay our writers like they were writing for an early 2000s enthusiast magazine. I'm sleep deprived Sean, maybe from the internet, and my partner in Hot Dog won the Lifetime Achievement Award in Worst Muffins from Pies and Hunks Digest. It's Robert Brockway. <laughs> but best buns. Uh, <laughs> that was implied. <laughs> I don't leave it implied. I need it, I need it said. I'm a big, I have them. I have them out. You can, you can test them. You can smack them. They're amazing. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I'm a simp for chimps. I go ape for apes. I can really mean it, you guys. I'm not monkeying around. I'm just bananas for primates. I think primates more like prime apes. Am I right? That's my time, everybody. Brockway out. <laughs> oh man, I loved every second of it. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, I guess it's a good segue because it is a very special Ape Week episode. So we're joined today by both of our weekly columnists for a Tornado Tag Match with no rules and no remorse. They are authors and comedy writers, Denard Dale and Lydia Bug. Everyone, please say hi at the same time. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by banana peels, but I do that every podcast. It's just the way I work on the highest of wires. No net. Yeah, I got all my I got all my monkey hides hung around the office. <laughs> is that not the vibe we're going for? I thought that was the no, vibe th- we were going for. That sounds, does your wife like that? Is does she call it like her your monkey hide room? Oh yeah, we get we get busy on the on the gorilla the the gorilla that's skins. That's beautiful. An erotic story. That's that's got to be great for like the safari enthusiast types, right? Like you know you. you they, they they trade notes. It's like I'm the I'm the lion guy. Oh, I like killing the things that look the most like people, and only those. Mm-hmm. I call them the unhoused. <laughs> and tonight you're joining me for the hunt. <laughs> my first date with my wife was a uh, was a human hunt. Monkey murder is a real red flag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I love like Craven the Hunter. That's uh, just what I do. It's the only that thing that gets ex- me off. Good system. <laughs> I must become the spider. Um, let's do some plugs. Denard, you're a brilliant academic and an even better breakdancer. Besides the illustrious website, 1900 Hot Dog, where can people find Lydia's work? <laughs> uh, oh, God. I don't know, man. 2024 started off rough and I have no plans. I guess my request to the audience would be help. What should I do? You tell me, Lydia Bug. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they tell you? Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, TikTok. You know Lydia on TikTok. There we go. I'm not on Twitter anymore, really. Fantastic. (laughs) Turned your cry for help into a plug. Uh, I'm giving you the same question, Lydia, but with the same unexpected twist, so we're throwing it to Denard. All right, so um, I'm doing a Substack thing for the two months until that implodes in the whole sort of weird... 4chan Twitter cycle every website does where everyone sort of does their best moot impersonation just sees how quickly they can drive an otherwise profitable bus off a hill. 
That is, that is the <laughs> is that what's happening? We're working on. I didn't know Substack was headed oh, for that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah a whole, it's a whole um, dodgeball game. But yeah, uh, that's a uh, extra evil at. Uh, sorry, extra evil dot substack.com or I, I don't, I'm sort of a loading screen for six months. I have some cool, I have a cool book coming out around June, but that doesn't exist yet. I don't even think the preview page exists. So just focus on my, you know, I have like the house <laughs> on the hill right next to the sort of weird, smelly Nazi valley on substack. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to put it. All of your reading hours for the summer. Like, I know you only want to read mm-hmm. for like six hours a year. Save them up. Save them up. For yeah, yeah. I'll, right. I'll have some fun stuff for you there. But yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's called How to Dodge a Cannonball. If your memory is really great. I've never remembered a book name for six months. So you'll really be outclassing me. <laughs> if you have. It's a good title, though. You'll they'll at least remember something about cannonballs. You should have called it, remember that chubby dude that got hit in the tummy with a cannonball and like the black and white footage that just kind of is everywhere? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they, you know, they put a really heavy editorial thumb on you. So I like came out with that and they said, okay, good idea. We're going to pretend you didn't say that. Now here's yeah. our thing. <laughs> so the title's still available, you The title is still available. Okay. They're like, what if we shortened it to just boom? <laughs> It's like one word title. Oh, you're with Netflix. I do like yeah, that. let's That's do that. Pretty good. Let's, <laughs> let's make it boom. <laughs> um, today we're talking about the Chimp Channel, which, uh, speaking of bad names, this was almost called Channel of the Apes, and I can't even. That's way better. <laughs> so much it's so better. much better, right? I might have gone into Channel <laughs> but of the Apes without like fear. Yeah, like who? Said, no, I, I, I got this. That's much better. I guess the concept fits Chimp Channel maybe better, but um, whatever. We'll get to that. It, it This was a 1999 show. Uh, it, it premiered on the TBS Superstation. This was their first real show. <laughs> they basically uh, never did original programming before this. Uh, they sort of um, just accumulated trash, like old cartoons and shows. It was uh, basically a UHF channel bought by a billionaire in the 70s, and he sort of recognized that satellites were the future before anyone else, so he sunk all of the station's money into beaming this Atlanta network around the world. So it was a channel everyone had on their cable box, but uh, it was aggressively mediocre until, of course, this this original show came out, the Chip Channel, which everyone talks about still to this day. Um, uh, for accuracy, though, the history of TBS is very, very long and strange, and they did try to make a few original shows in the 80s, uh, back when they were called Superstation WTBS. I just want to throw this in, uh, in my research, I found this, and, and I'm like, somebody's going to know this and, like, correct me. But anyway, they they had huge hits, of course, like the new Leave it to Beaver, we all remember that, and Tush, you, of course, we remember Tush, Rocky Road, two others no one has heard of. Like M.A.S.H., but... Yeah, t- T-U-S-H. Like Tush. Maybe it's pronounced Tush. I don't know. I think that's the butt. I think that's the butt spelling. I bet it's like a detective show. Tush sounds like a detective name. It it does. He's um Brock he's Tush. got a butt. The first detective with a butt. <laughs> uh. He's a butt detective. <laughs> Solves all his crimes with his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Assy McGee. I think they did make that show. There's just nothing left to make. Um Oh man, I remember okay, that show. So- had like a floating revolver and everything. It was like Oh, God, it was so fucking good. And he had his partner, Sanchez, and he was such a dick to Sanchez. And he'd be like, yeah, hey, you fucking pussy, Sanchez. <laughs> oh, come on, Assy. Come on, Assy. Don't call me a pussy, Assy. Um, 
<laughs> so anyway, like all good things, like my Assy McGee impressions, this uh, the show was born from uh, stupid little commercials. Like uh, TBS used to run these little chimps doing silly shit. And I don't think anyone could have had a problem with this. They were awesome. They were just like five seconds long. It was clearly a chimp doing something insane and then someone adding words like that made sense for that. So they'd be like, hey, check out my diaper. Okay, cool. Bye. And you're like, I love that. Whatever that was. Or one of the monkeys would scream like, I want a banana. And you're like, yep, that's what he would say. It checks out. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there's this weird inverse bell curve of like chimp content effort. And I could, t- yeah. I could imagine the original version of this was like on that sort of correct left MXC kind of side. Yeah, I think I think you're right that it's like um, if you have just a little bit of chimp, that's uh, wonderful. And it gets sadder and weirder the more chimp you have. And more and likely to tear somebody's face off. <laughs> that, you go. that too. Um, this actually became a show uh, not through bad ideas, but accident leading to bad ideas. What happened was they had a golf tournament that ended early. And so someone's like, well, we got nothing. We could play all this these little chimp interstitials. And so they just played them back to back for a half hour. And it got better ratings than golf. And so uh, they ordered 13 episodes of it. Wow, um, better than golf? Better Ooh, than 13? golf. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes, we only watched one episode, but there were 12 more. I was sure this was like one of those things that's a pilot. And then you're like, oh, no, that didn't work. Well, gonna, we they, ran out of ideas saw. 15 seconds into our 30 minutes. I'm going to betray 13 episodes. An immense deficiency in character here in that after I sort of looked at the ruins of this first episode, I like sought out two more because I had to convince myself that this wasn't like them fucking with me. Oh, you thought this was a prank by me and Broadway? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, <laughs> good instincts. I was like, okay, hold on. This is producible as a, as a rib, right? I need to make sure this happened. <laughs> you you thought we got like five chimpanzees and dressed them up like like Baywatch characters. I, I thought it was AI. You could do all that with AI, probably. Yeah. No, it's plus something we, we could probably have gotten this done for $30,000. I could see Brockway <laughs> absolutely approving that. <laughs> could we... <laughs> we are notorious for making a joke, going, ah, that's stupid, and then doing that joke and spending thousands of dollars on it. Yeah, this, this scans. Like, this would be ambitious 100%. for us, for 100%. sure. 100%. We would take out a loan oh, on man. it. To get more than one monkey? That would be ambitious for us. Yeah, we could CGI the monkey and after we put him in new costumes. We could, couldn't uh, we? This might not, uh... Well, now so they're they just planning. This... <laughs> this might not surprise you, by the way, but, uh... It doesn't improve. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I didn't think it would. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. They didn't have any jokes for this one. <laughs> why, why would it improve? What could it possibly improve? You know, I, Actually. Does it get I, hornier? Because this is weirdly horny. The second episode oh, is, is way horny. weirdly horny. Oh, my Impossible, God. What? Right? It can't be. <laughs> it's I, don't, I don't know what happened in their lives, like, directly. It's a very divorced feeling show. Yeah, I got that from the pilot episode, but I was I was like, surely they won't keep this up. Surely somebody will be like, well, we like the pilot, but uh, do the chimps have to fuck all the time? Yeah, that would be my note. I would go to them and say, maybe we can make them less horny. Could there be less horny monkey stuff? <laughs> you know, those are... They'd be like, uh, great notes. Have you met a monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not saying it's accurate. It's just, it's unnecessary. 
If they're going to wear little clothes, they should act more like people. I'm just saying. That is an interesting point. I have that in my notes a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only element that gets better is that they hate old ladies less than the next two episodes. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, that's the only part I liked. So this... um, I'm surprised you never saw this as a as a kid, Denard, because it did air right after WCW Thunder. They gave it one of the best time slots they could. They really were pushing this chimpanzee show. I think that's a that might say more about the project. Like I don't know. I think there's a layer of your childhood. You just sort of put bricks and cement over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after, that's true. You know, I could see forgetting this after you've watched like the five run-ins on the one Booker T match when. Vince Russo's just really going for it. <laughs> so it was marketed for kids. They make at yeah. least two no. chimp cum jokes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was marketed for kids in the way that, like, primetime wrestling is marketed to kids. Like, it's on at so night. So heavily? But exclusively? Heavily and exclusively, yes. Because uh- <laughs> I was like, this would be a cute kid show. Like, this would be good if they made it for kids. But this is the well, version do- of it that was for kids. Yeah, that's actually um, some real criticism it got when it, it didn't get a ton of press, but the press it did get, uh, one of them picked up on it. It was uh, the Sun Sentinel claimed it was crazy raunchy and it should have been more kid friendly and aired on Sunday or Saturday mornings. Uh, but to be fair, someone already tried that two years earlier with a show called The Chimp Lips Theater. It was about uh, apes watching cartoons and Power Rangers. Uh, it did not do well. Oh, they tried so, to Beavis and Butthead uh, like watching music videos. but ch- huh. Yeah. Exactly. Something with chimps. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> don't know what I'm just going to keep green lighting until we land it. <laughs> Chimpus and butthead? Is that anything? <laughs> 13 episodes. We'll take them. We'll take it. We're going to try it. <laughs> Great. So the guy who made this is named uh, Tom Stern, and he's kind of he's worked on a lot of wild stuff. Most of his projects are uh, pretty weird and off-putting. But competent, like he did the Joe Schmo show. I've mentioned that on the podcast. I love that show. Um, arguably a sadistic Somehow Truman dance. show. Yeah. Saul of the Mole Men, if you remember that. It was like a Land of the Lost parody. Uh, he worked a lot with Alex Winter. He he co-wrote Freaked, um, if you remember that film. Uh, he did Crank Yankers, the I man show. I Crank Yankers so he was, uh, extensively. Yep. Yeah, I watched that. Didn't age well, but like that's... I, I feel like a lot of this guy's work specifically doesn't age well. Like he was... Um, a bit of an edge lord, I guess, but he was he was competent and versatile. And also, if he gets torn apart by apes, it's not a huge financial or artistic loss. That has to be like <laughs> built into the into the contract. It's like, well, I really like the guy that pitched the monkey show, but I can't afford to have him torn apart by apes. Who do we got right. <laughs> that we could just feed to apes? If right. I'm not saying on purpose, but if yeah. it happens, we don't throw the word expendable around. But like, say someone got their arms torn off by apes. optional. Right. Great, great way to put it. That's what that's why you're head of the studio, kid. <laughs> in this yeah, an indisposable here. You can kind of see like a creative method link between crank yankers and this because it's very much another sort of mm-hmm. like sounds cheap X plus Y thing. Like crank yankers, you know, it's like, okay, phone calls plus puppets. We promise you this will cost twelve dollars to make. Exactly. Um has that sort of vibe of uh late nineties, early two thousands where it's just kind of like mean and violent and like raunchy in a way that doesn't seem like uh, motivated by anything other than like, let's get that moral majority. 
This is edgy, yeah, you know. It's from the asshole dimension. It's like everyone's this one fucking yeah. mean dude. And it usually have like a spectrum of mean people and like four victims. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there was never a monkey attack on the show as far as I could find. Uh, but <laughs> I'm a glad lot you of- looked that up because that was my first question, John. <laughs> Mine if, too. <laughs> if one of them had attacked, I won't say they deserved it, but like, mm. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would have. I think the other apes would have given them a medal if they had. The camera <laughs> loves that one very large. It's not. I don't think it's an orangutan. I'm. There was an orangutan on the show. The Larry King, Larry King ape was an orangutan. Yeah, that one upset me. I don't, something about that one. It had a menacing yeah. energy. If any of them mm-hmm. had attacked, it would be that guy. That doesn't look yeah. like that. <laughs> that. That ape did not have. That ape, ape had a rough life. Like that ape used to. That used to like fight all comers in a Russian circus or something. And it's weirder because the character has kind of a laid back thing going. And meanwhile, I'm just thinking this, this right is on the fucking edge. This is, there's not a second season of this show without headlines. Is there, is there a way to even go through this show chronologically? It's got so little connection between all of its bits. Yeah, I don't think there's a big point to it. Uh, I, I did, um, let's see. I wanted to talk about something that went wrong with the show before we talk about the show itself. Because um, Tom Stern, the guy I mentioned, the creator, he was uh, fighting with management a lot. Uh, when you look at his projects, it sort of makes sense. He's kind of like a fuck your rules kind of guy. Uh, but he did some sort of insane performance art thing in the studio where he got fully nude, and then he broke a beer in a wine bottle, and they fired him. Uh, because what the fuck else are you supposed to do? A man with ape-like behavior can't be in your monkeys. That's, oh no, my notes here say that's double jeopard ape. Oh, I wouldn't have written that down. Oh, come on. Uh, Variety wrote an article about this called Chimp Creator Goes Ape With Lawsuit. Fucking terrific. <laughs> attributed that to like some sort of performance art and not to like probably someone being very drunk in public. Like, Those were his words in the lawsuit because he sued them. <laughs> he sued oh them? Like he screwed up the art to like crazy ratio and he screwed them? Yes. So he let's go over some of his excuses. He said that no ape saw him do it. This was not like while they were filming the ape show. <laughs> it's a low <laughs> Low bar, but very very important. No apes were scarred by me doing this. I know that's your first concern. (laughs) He said that he has an improv comedy background and they fucking knew about it, which is... (laughs) So... (laughs) You guys knew... You guys knew I did improv. The penis and the broken glass is your fault when you think about it. You know... That I'm the one guy in the improv troupe who always has an excuse in every sketch to get his dick out. You know I'm that guy. You knew it when you hired me. And the 2000s were my decade. Oh, man. Full Frontal Freddy. That one was mine. Hanging Dong Harry. That one was mine. Uh, The the day before it premiered, he sued TBS for breach of contract. Uh, I couldn't find the budget on the show, but he sued them for $1.6 million. Oh, he put the decimal in the wrong place. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think he might have fucked that up. Uh, uh, he also said they had his personal property. He said they had a bunch of his tapes and music videos, which he needed to land new jobs. So I don't I don't think this was a guy who had his life together where he's missing $1.6 million. Where am I at in my notes? Oh, he talked shit about whoever they replaced him with. So he had been doing all those um, 
those uh, chimp commercials for TBS. And so he was talking, this is a quote from him. I've been perfecting this chimp directing technique for five years. <laughs> so he, he had some sort of a <laughs> proprietary way of getting the chimps to move their mouths to dialogue that no one else can do. Uh, but I feel like this is an absurd thing to care about because there's a point where an ape's lips, they match the words too well. And then, of course, you have to shoot that ape. Like, we will not fucking tolerate that. Okay, so first of all, that point never happens in this show. Like, no. They don't come close to they matching. They don't care. But they don't give a shit. It's, it's like watching a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> it's Jesus. kind of incredible it's hard to imagine someone like making this and then like their lawsuit says i was the chimp whisperer without me yes we would not have spent, i have spent five years <laughs> perfect perfecting the art the art of chimp ventriloquism oh, man. this man might be a genius though like the next time any of us get really drunk and like accidentally throw up somewhere we can be like um I was doing improv like <laughs> you're not yep. aware of my barfing improv set no. uh sorry my first instinct the second I do that I'm gonna go look no chimp saw that <laughs> it's fine there are no chimps I, here I mean, I'm not a corrupting influence on chimpanzees uh, Mr. Police Officer. I like that uh, he did all the work of like just kind of having fun, right? Playing with the apes. And then once it's time to really film the show, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to take my dick out and get out of here. Give me $1.6 million. Like that's the business model. Like, just show up for the fun part. Get paid. Get full frontal. Uh, they shot the show from 50 feet away. Uh, this is one of the rules. Just in case of Maniac Chimp. Uh, they had... You know, they, they, had, had me they measured that out. Of like, yes. how fast can we run? We need 50 foot I am not fucking around with that. I I'm like, only I, that's a rule I'm happy to follow. They had uh, trainers off camera giving signals. So, so the monkeys sort of could understand some signals. Everyone was given very careful ape instructions. No gestures toward them. No eye contact. And like I mentioned, it turned out okay. Uh... No attacks. The American Humane Association was on set and they gave them two ape hands up. I don't know if they have a rating system, but uh, the people you'd expect to look at this did. And they said, fine. We don't personally like how horny this is, but that's not a crime. It's not an ape crime. You, you know, it's not my fetish. When you're in like middle school and they, they're showing you this sort of stock footage of the Jane Goodall wannabe, like connecting with the gorilla and teaching it, I don't know, sign language or blocks or something. Like one of those sequences. And then at the end, they just slowly hold up this bad Pamela Anderson wig and red swimsuit. <laughs> oh my God. I thought about the wig fittings for those monkeys more than I thought about anything else while I was watching this show. <laughs> they're so distracting. Like, I, uh, several times I got so distracted because I was thinking, like, how often they must tear off those wigs. Like, they, they, they must have just shot this fucking standing around doing nothing scene for hours while the chimps tore off their hair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> and there's so many wigs. Uh, like, even the ones that don't need wigs have wigs. I'm like, why is every, like, there's the one with the short hair has a short hair wig. And I'm like, just let him have his regular head. Him, yeah. What's the point? Yeah, I think you need like one prop per monkey for its like silhouette test to work out. I agree. Like there should be a prop limit just for a lot of reasons. I feel like uh, once the chip goes crazy, <laughs> I feel like the more props it has to tear off is just another amplifier of his rage, right? Yeah. Or maybe that's to yeah. slow them down. No, that's, that's exactly right. That's an interesting point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or it gives them projectile weapons in some Everybody ways. Go. 
A chimp can throw a wig at 400 miles an hour. That Let me look it up. <laughs> yep, I'm absolutely right. Uh, the, another thing that distracted me a lot is there's a lot of uh, what they thought to be subtle VFX. Anytime there's more than two chimps on the screen, it was probably like digitally inserted or split screened on or weird things. So um, obviously because three apes loose in a studio as a time bomb, <laughs> you can only disarm with a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it did not get good reviews. Everyone picked different things that it was wrong with, uh, wrong about. Um, the New York right. Times said it was too predictable, which what? I think is a very, I think it's a very bad thing for an ape to be. I do feel like you get the vibe of the writing instantly. Yeah. And, and then you're sort of like, yeah, I, I see where this is going. Yeah. I just don't know how you could ever predict how, like how horny and weird. Like, you know, Agreed. it kept getting hornier and weirder. And that, to me, was unpredictable. But, I, yeah, I guess, like, the humor is uh, consistently bad. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they might have actually said that because they knew it would specifically hurt the feelings of the producers. Because <laughs> of all the things they were trying to be, it's, it was not predictable. Yeah. Uh, another uh, article I clipped was the Sun Sentinel, which made the exact same point Liddy made, that this is a, a kid's show uh, with a couple of dick jokes shoved in there um then a variety said it was a one note concept that was spread too thin and i 100 percent agree with that this is an entire meal made out of frosting <laughs> these chimps are so amazing in, in little small bursts and then this show is fucking pile of trash yeah i definitely laughed at parts of it like because you can't get past the fact that monkeys are funny yeah like, yeah i love them funny for for like 15 seconds if you cut if you cut into wcw thunder for a commercial break and just showed me 15 seconds of that one chimp that's just screaming and on fire. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. No more of that. But why, that is, why is it when they're hurt that it's the funniest? Like, I died when the chimp in the full body cast got a microwave thrown in him. Yeah, I, I, I guess the sight gags don't rely on brilliant lines. Like, oh god, what was the fucking Monica Lewinsky joke? Oh, oh geez. Yeah. One, like, one interns are supposed to blow or something? Jokes. Yeah. 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 That was that was real bad. Uh, but then the good thing that made that joke work is those two apes who were delivering that line uh, started battling just <laughs> unrelated to the script. They started fighting. I was like, yes, <laughs> more of that. please." Oh, that, was, that was great because he delivered it. And then he, the chimp was clearly supposed to slap him and he slapped him. And the other chimp was like, motherfucker. And they just started fighting. And they cut away really quickly. You're like, oh, yeah, that was a chimp brawl. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I do have an important question to ask. Um, how long did you watch until you got very sad? I had to take a break 10 minutes in and get, go get a little okay. treat for myself. About three <laughs> minutes, I, th- I think. Okay. Like, when, when they, whenever they got to the end of the first sketch with the, with the anvil, I was like, oh, okay. I think for me, it should have been the overall sort of background noise of animal neglect or cruelty, but... I think I went like mm-hmm. 18 minutes in and then the fucking Xena sketch starts. And I realized the entire Xena sketch is going to be this joke for like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened to me. Uh, the very first sketch, I got sad as a comedy writer. And then uh, I got sad as a an animal lover as uh, I saw this ape come out and he did like the hands on the hips move, which you probably noticed. And I thought that was incredible. I was just amazed. Um, and then he did it again. And I, the sadness of it hit me that like, oh, no, like these things have just been drilled with these 
the same movement for months and months. And it just sort of, I could see the backstory of a chimpanzee learning a single like gesture mm-hmm. was just like this parade of sadness in my mind. Oh, anyway, um, happy news. Uh, PETA claims that <laughs> Back to our they found one of, now. <laughs> yes, they found one of the chimps eating dog food in some Tiger King style roadhouse or roadside zoo or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and rescued him from that and made him a star. No, no, no. This is post-show. This oh. is post-show. They tracked him oh. down. Uh, I learned from the National Institutes of Health that uh, captive chimps are prone to heart disease and mental illness. And that's when I stopped looking up show business. Apes! So let's talk about the show. Um, mental illness? This is a, yeah. It, it's not healthy for apes to do crazy non-ape things, I guess, all day long. It's not healthy to teach an ape to mime a blowjob, like, for anybody. For society, for the ape. <laughs> but it really cured my depression. Uh, so, okay, this, this this show starts with a a Christian noir movie parody, which I think in 1999 was like the edge equivalent of fully flopping your titties out. This was wild to just make fun of God on TV. Um, I have a clip. You're not going to like it. This is the light of his perfect love, Lefty. He knows your pain, and he'll grant you everlasting joy if you'll only let him into your heart. Hmm. Buzz off. But Lefty... Beat it. Keep your lucky charms to yourself. Fine. Have it your way, smartass. And then, from the heavens, comes... That's right, it was an anvil sound. (laughs) Touched by an anvil. Tuesdays at 7.30, only on TCC. Sadness. (laughs) That was the whole thing. I I was hopeful. I thought this was going to be Monkey SNL, and I was was game for that. And then it's like the long-term storyline that really makes you really sad. The little sketches are, are not funny, but they're okay with me. They end quick enough that, like, it's hard to fully hate them, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a great point about the sort of story thread being a anchor around these mentally ill monkeys feet (laughs) like i I remember growing up and like 30 rock was in fucking full swing so i grew up under the lie that like hollywood satire generally works out and is fun and i just did not know Mm -hmm. about the mass fucking elephant graveyard of failed shows and movies and everything of just look at the corrupt heart of hollywood (laughs) Yeah, this is a, uh, to be clear to the listeners, that this is sort of a meta spoof of TBS itself. So this is like a a TV station uh, run by apes, um, presumably in a world where, where apes have replaced humans. They don't live alongside us, do they? No, there were no humans, right? Yeah, it's right? all ape primary world. It's like a cow and chicken or something. But their pop culture has developed exactly as ours has developed. Right. With some, and some that's pretty zany. comedic changes. <laughs> I'm listening. What's this pitch? <laughs> okay, so instead of the ocean, it's trees. We're Fucking calling it great tree 13 watch. episodes. I didn't even need to <laughs> hear the rest of that sentence. Yep. We're in. So it does start with uh, Timmy. Uh, this is his first day of work. He is, um, he's a nerd. He's voiced by uh, Invader Zim. Uh, he's <laughs> professor. Oh <laughs> That's who that was. That's why you recognize it. Uh, he's professing his love to uh, the Pamela Anderson ape on a tree watch poster. Uh, very strangely, like I want to touch those titties. Like he's 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 really trying to get in the panties of the of the poster that's, in a public that's place. That's like an exact quote. I think he says, "I want to grab them." 
Yeah, yeah. I I embellished a little. I didn't put it in my notes. Um, I was too busy writing that fucking awesome double jeopardy joke from earlier. <laughs> I'm sure everyone remembers that. Uh, so this David Hasselhoff chimp comes in. And he tells him that the real Marina would bite his fingers off, which I thought was a little too close to what a chimpanzee would really do. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down in my notes, too. I was like, that's a little too real. Don't yes. say that like, for the chimpanzees, you guys. <laughs> like, the writers put that in because the handler told them, like, if you get anywhere near that chimp, it will bite your fingers off and spit them back at you. And they're like, oh, that's going in. <laughs> because there's something wrong with me, I did write the line down. It's, can I have a feel? Oh, it's bad. It's so it's so gross. It's the most incel way to put it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if it was a human, it'd be gross. But the fact that it's a two-dimensional picture of an ape uh, just adds that little, just that element. It would be crazy to be proud enough of that line to bring it back. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> that to be callback. the final joke of the show, the <laughs> joke that they leave on. <laughs> God damn, you're right. That's exactly how they close the show. It's their yeah. silver bullet. <laughs> what a callback they call it a callback in the biz remember when i wanted to touch those ape titties uh so the the, the the hasselhoff guy comes in he does that little sassy hands on the hips pose i was talking about and this like completely took me out of the show because at first i was like god what a what a thing to be able to talk this animal into this wild animal to walk over onto his mark not tear his wig off and stomp into a statue pose and i'm just like incredible the the, the bond between trainer and ape and then somehow just seeing him do that a second time later flipped it all in my head. Like, oh, oh, God, that, that this poor, this poor captured monkey. This poor but, little uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this poor, too human-like to be living this hell. Uh, so the, the nerd chimp, he's the intern. And uh, there's a lot of dialogue that has like no prayer of getting a laugh, which I thought was strange that there's like a laugh track and they sort of hit it randomly, but there's no real punchlines. There's no real like attempts at jokes. Yeah. I think it's just monkey wear a little suit, monkey wear a little suit, whatever <laughs> he says. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree that He's like, so uh, but, the, but they've, they built this plot and, and I'm like, I'm just saying like, it's too much. Like if one ape came in and said the plot is meteors and the other second ape said like quickly to the silly costumes. I'm like, yes, awesome. This is <laughs> yeah. great. It's that a great would be way plot. better. You're right. But it's like, no, I need to establish some emotional stakes because, like, I want to give a present to this ape, and I was just—it's fucking crazy. Um, to try to get a handle on it, I did write almost this. It's not a real outline, but just of the sort of emotional core of the show, and it kind of flows like, fuck actors, fuck interns, <laughs> then it's fuck women, fuck audiences. Fuck women again. I felt like it hated women in a very authentic way. Like, I believed that. I just, I believed that from those chimps. I'm like, man, these chimps hate women. Yeah, not a single, not a single woman that's like a real character on the show. They're all pet parodies of like femininity. Like the big boob Pamela Anderson. You got old grandma who's cranky. Uh, you got kind motherly figure. That's it. <laughs> so I, I guess I have a good example of that here where uh, Timmy uh, meets the wardrobe lady, the wardrobe chimpanzee. This was Natalie from Facts of Life. That's uh, a fun fact. They do uh, a Delta Burke fat joke uh, where he like they didn't even it didn't even inspire anyone to hit the laugh track button. The, the ape says, I fitted her for the Delta Burke story. Big jeans, big dreams. Like, that's the whole fucking thing. But like, sure, bad joke. But like, that means there's an ape Delta Burke or... They do actually live and work alongside us humans. 
Mm. Yeah, they didn't change that to like a funny ape version. Yeah. That's not Delta Bananas or something. <laughs> I think it's hard to do Delta Burke as an ape name. I was just thinking Delta Bananas is pretty good now. <laughs> then don't, you made it up. I just made it. Delta Bonobo, I would accept that. <laughs> I love that they didn't acknowledge that with even a pause for a laugh track. Yeah. They're just like, fuck it. Fuck that joke. Next. I remember Marina. I, I wish I didn't remember the Pamela Apes name, but she sort of gets the show's first like spike of unsolicited meanness when like I think like in the first forty seconds they call her a silicone witch. Yeah, <laughs> and she's—I mean, she's awful. She is awful, but it's like it's like oh, that was a that's an intense start to our monkey show. <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't think that was the vibe. <laughs> I didn't come here. Uh, too young, too young for the 2000s. I was like, wow, I didn't think it was going to be like Warren Ellis describing his ex-wife or something. I don't know what. Hey, kids, do you like monkeys? Fuck women with fake tits. <laughs> That's the, the energy immediately. Yeah. Not to, not to derail us, but Sean, did you have the, uh, the monkey premature ejaculation clip? No, I, I took the opening joke and the closing joke, and I just, I didn't think it was fair. The show is obviously very terrible, but... They knew there would be apes, and so I feel like the writing reflected that. They're like, this does not have to be a good joke. The apes will sell it. And so um, that's my excuse for not pulling clips. Well, when the when Timmy the intern meets the wardrobe lady, the first thing he says is, wow, that means you've seen Marina without any. Yeah. Uh, I wet myself. Yes. But there's no reason that would be pee, and he didn't say it was pee, so that was premature ejaculation. I have that in my notes. Absolutely, yes. He, I, have I also that he, wrote that down, yeah, sadly. He just in his diaper is what it says in my notes. Uh, that was an early seg fault in my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they shouldn't have done that. Uh, we Marina uh, is voiced by Jennifer Hale. She's uh, a very famous voice actress. She was Commander Shepard, and she's Lilith in that Marvel Midnight Suns game that Brockway and I like. Uh, and her character is, she's just a fucking really mean ape. Or one of her first lines is she's on the phone and uh, she tells some guy to shut his prune hole. And it has no context. It's just like, that's the kind of writing of the show is like, insert something mean here. And they're just kind of like, all right, fuckhead. And they're like, no, we can't say fuckhead. How about uh, silicone witch? All right, sure, whatever. It doesn't have to be good. They're apes. Yeah, though, it's very strange, and I honestly think that it should have at least had the amusement value of, like, okay, constant insults. You get to, like, turn a phrase. Mm-hmm. But it's generally just trait object, and it you you feel the meanness, but you don't get that, like, fun twist out of it. Right. Yeah, like, Frasier is just constant insults, but they're, like witty or whatever sure. this is like the line is um you know did someone switch your medication <laughs> like yeah is that that's the whole thing it, i have i take pills from a mental illness you <laughs> yeah won't that's find, hilarious you it's won't the find 90s. this funny yeah yeah it's true <laughs> we just sort of <laughs> didn't care uh, <laughs> uh and she told that to the to larry king character which is played by the the russian circus fighting orangutan <laughs> Which, quick poll, that's got to be the one they found eating dog food, right? Like, that's the saddest ape. I know, that was a chimpanzee they found eating dog food. Oh my god. I don't know what that... What a twist. That orangutan, I don't know what happened to him, and I'm really glad, because there's no happy ending for any of these apes. Oh yeah, do not Google what happened yeah. to him. Yeah. Somebody taught him to steal copper Wait. wire out of the building or something. 
are you are you sure they didn't take the time to like rehome these celebrity apes? <laughs> Into, yes, of course they to their own special crews. They're out on they're out on a boat that will never that will never hit land. I would love <laughs> an ape nice cruise. Boat. What a fun way to die. What a what a <laughs> memorable weekend. Uh, you know, if you're gonna enter a disease boat, like at least killer apes would add some like spice to it, right? Oh, that should be a 2000s reality prank show. Like these couple, this couple thought they won a cruise, but whoops, all chips. The staff, all the other passengers, <laughs> cruise ship full of chips. Ape boat. You know, I think if <laughs> we it is. just convince Netflix it was somehow also dating, they would oh, make it. Yep. One out of every seven of these ladies and these couples is an ape, and we won't tell you who. <laughs> They're all like masked singer costumes. And you're like, I don't know, that, she seems maybe too silly. That one might be the ape. She seems a little silly, but I liked the way she attacked and tore apart the host. Like, I, that was really <laughs> She might just be from Boston. We don't know. We, uh <laughs> It makes it even weirder that a different player is smearing waste on the wall. <laughs> oh, it's flavor of love again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we keep reinventing flavor of love. So, so bad. we're talking about the, the chimpanzee jizzing in his diaper. I'm really glad we were talking about that because this raises an important question. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Are we glad about that? <laughs> Sean's glad. Let's. We got that on tape. Oh, That's good. good. <laughs> Put that in the record. Uh, what it means here is that uh, this. The chimps find most nudity to be like sexual presentation, which changes a lot because you might not know this at home, but apes don't normally wear clothes. And so mm. the idea that this guy's like, oh, you've seen an ape naked. And, but like, that's a normal thing for an ape to be. Uh, strange. I, I'm just still trying to world build this place. Um, so the big boss comes in and he steals Timmy, who David Hasselhoff has claimed was his intern. And the big boss is like, no, 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 he's my intern. So now the stakes of the show, six minutes in, are one little boy is horny and there are two powers fighting over a slave. Not, <laughs> I, I, It's hard for me to get invested in either one of those things, if I'm being super honest. Hey, I mean, that was like short fiction until like... 1866, you know, you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> it's, there. It's, a, it's a historical throwback. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, oh God, what's the next sketch? Uh, this is a Larry King spoof uh, where the orangutan is, plays Murray Price, who is very horny for Marina, who's uh, playing herself because it's that's the through light of the show. Is now that the Pamela Anderson ape is. Doing a talk show. She's so mean to him, but he's also very horny coming at her. Um, but the only thing I really took away from this is they taught the orangutan this like dramatic point. Like he would point to the ceiling real quick, like Nicolas Cage style. And uh, I don't They taught it to him. And he loves doing it. He just keeps doing it. And it's it fucking every time it cracked me up. I don't know what it is about certain gestures that make me happy and certain gestures that make me very, very sad. But... Um, <laughs> So hands on hips, bad, point to ceiling, amazing. Yes, yes. If any apes are listening, maybe tell me why that is. <laughs> After you've slain your captors, like, write us a little ape letter about that gesture. When it comes to the monkey movements, I, I remember Marina's ape, like half the time when it talks, it, uh, it sort of looks like it's cleaning its teeth. And that is sort of intuitively funny to me in a way that nothing that is being mined behind the teeth cleaning is. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> like I get a lot of just little endorphins out of that. They uh, taught Timmy how to do a very human-like smile. Would you? Uh, would you think of that human smile that that Timmy did? Oh, absolutely that terrifying. That is yeah. a threatening smile. <laughs> yeah. that, that chimps do. Like that's why you. That's why where the fifty-foot rule came from. Is Timmy did that smile, and everybody just fucking vacated. <laughs> yeah, that made my whole nervous system like go on mm-hmm. alert. Where that chimp like looked into the camera and smiled. I was like, ah, threat. <laughs> I'm not saying I would punch the monkey if he did that in front of me, but I would know I'm very close to having to fight for my life if I saw that smile. (laughs) That's the that's the preamble to like a fight or flight instinct. It's like the loading music. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) The Apple pinwheel to the fight of your fucking life. (laughs) This uh, this whole show sort of strikes me as the kind of show that. you may have been involved in where they just sort of ask a bunch of different writers uh, to just put something together. Like I've written for some of these projects where I'll get a call and they'll be like, we're, we're developing a show with uh, celebrity puppets and we need sketches, any sketches, whatever doesn't have a name. We don't have any celebrities attached. We just, we just need something for the pitch deck. And so it's usually good money, but it's like aggressively not art. Like it would be stupid to put your heart into it. So, I mean, you don't want to polish a joke to perfection and then toss it to an ape. So I guess, uh, I guess I've talked myself into thinking this show has no chance of being good under any circumstances uh, or really anything other than half-assed jokes elevated to comedy by the zaniness of Ape, I guess. I've, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like the greatest and worst producers on Earth all make the exact same show giving these chimpanzee conditions. So we're making fun of the writing, but it's also like, how weird would it be if the writing was good? Or would the show even be better? <laughs> this show is inevitable. Yeah. Somebody, it's inevitable that eventually a producer would think about monkeys. And they would put together this exact show. Doesn't matter which producer. Oh, it's like how evolution like leads to crabs. Like yeah. TV leads to this show. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> the cancerification of, of ape is what the, we'll call this film theory. <laughs> I kind of challenged myself to like find which line would just make me happiest in and of itself or which one I just got the most out of. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that I'm actually dying because it's not even a, really a good one, but for some reason, in the song parody, "Be True to Your Roots," your your roots will be true to you during the whole tree watch thing. I don't know. That was my that was my demi quaver of like. You, oh, you, know, you, you liked that? My, my, like, <laughs> that was the line. <laughs> I was waiting for I you think, to get to yeah, the line. I, I just been drowned in monkey. I don't know what's wrong with me now. <laughs> that's a real glass I half full it. take. It is, yeah. That's that's very sweet. Because like, to, nothing's yeah. making me laugh unless a monkey falls down or gets hurt in some way. <laughs> that's all that's going to do it for me. <laughs> uh, it wasn't so much a line, but I got to say my favorite part in the Tree Watch sketch was when they did the slow motion bouncing ape tits. Yes. No. <laughs> I specifically was... <laughs> was like, I'm mad about watching this show now. <laughs> that's that right. You're right. It was despair. I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was when the show was the strongest, too. Uh like, because it's what the show should have been, right? It's just like apes taking off sunglasses dramatically or mimicking sexy human movements. It's like, it's a full, like, farce of, of human behavior. And, and it just happens and it's gone. And it's very silly and adorable. Um, they have an old lady ape up a tree. I thought that was very, like, cute in a way. Uh, I don't know. I, I read an article... Uh, on, it was cited on Wikipedia is where I found it. So who knows how true this is. But the producers would complain about the Pamela Anderson ape because she knew in her chimp heart that the spandex swimsuit was a diaper. So every time they put her in the <laughs> swimsuit, she would take a shit in it. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, God. 
person hating the ape for that? <laughs> hating the chimp for that? <laughs> well, I watched that Hulk Hogan reality show and they had a baby chimp. And Hulk Hogan was really mad about the chimp poop because he was like, it's not like a dog's poop. It's like a human poop. And so <laughs> I never considered that before, but I guess they, they're omnivores and very human-like. So they would probably have like a full human piece of poop. It's very <laughs> gross in a way dog poop isn't. But I feel like if you sign up to do a show that's got like seven monkeys in it, you should be prepared to deal with some monkey poop. Yeah. Like I'd be prepared to die. Part of it. I only take that job if I'm prepared to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I work on the show and I come home smelling like poop instead of blood, it's a win. I'm <laughs> yeah. crushing this. Every whiff of poop is a reminder you survived your, your chimpanzee day. <laughs> Uh, uh, God, they have a little four-wheeler I loved. Um, there, Okay, there was a thing in here that, like, this is when I turned on the show hard, where she's in the tree, and they're trying to get her out of the tree, and so they throw her a life preserver. I'm like, okay, sure, that's what an ape would do. That's very stupid. But then they shake her out of the tree, and she falls, and, and I'm like, okay, so far, so good. Then she's like, I'm going to sue you. I'm like, this sucks. And then her watch goes off, and she <laughs> yeah. says, it's time for sex in the city. Not a joke, not a fucking, not even the respect of a banana pun. It's just like... I'm going to go watch television now. I was like, fuck this. That's not, that's fucking nothing. Pissed off about it still. They definitely like invoking other shows. Like maybe those, mm-hmm. the memory of those endorphins will come back to you during it. Oh, that's yeah, a good but point. To not even put in a pun is like disrespect to me as the audience. To yeah. not even try and do a monkey pun with Sex in the City, like put in two seconds of effort, and I bet Sean can come up with twenty-seven monkey puns. <laughs> banana and the city, Sex in the Banana. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. Twenty-five more. Uh, I, it's like not even hack. It's like the most normal person in the world ad-libbing over footage of apes that they're watching for the very first time. I don't know if you've ever been at the zoo when like there's noisy squares there and they're like fucking make the animals talk. It's it's worse than that. It's just nothing. God damn, I'm so pissed off about it. It's, and it's hornier. It's hornier. So it we're skipping over another chimp blowjob joke here. Yeah. I don't know that it's worth it. Yeah, you know what? I will. I please. will read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we don't want to miss it. Go ahead, please. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Ape. Uh, David Hasselhoff chimp. Says a, a tree-bound individual cuts himself on a branch. What do you do? And uh, Pam Anderson Chimp says, make an, an incision and suck out the bark. But what if the cut is on his, um, and then we cut away. But yeah, we're implying, like, do I suck his dick? Do I suck his chimp dick in this show? <laughs> is the rest of that sentence? Could have been an ass-eating joke. We don't know. Pro- it probably wasn't. It was probably, I, we didn't eat ass in 1999. I like how they try to get there. They try yeah. to get to that point yeah. by being like, well, yeah, you'd have to suck out the bark. No, what is that? Yeah. What are you even That's going That's nothing. For? What is the setup? The setup is madness. Because apes fight snakes. They they would suck out venom. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. It raises a lot of questions on, like, how... How do they think sex works? Like, fuck even in this universe. Just how do they think two humans? Yeah. <laughs> going to business goes. And they do with it. They think it's so good. They do a callback later uh-huh. after like they, they, they figure out. Okay. So to skip ahead just a little bit, they figure out that the deal with this old lady chimp in the tree is that she keeps putting herself in the tree because she's got Munchausen syndrome. And like the punchline to that is that she's just cripplingly alone. And then we don't have a joke observation for that. So we just feel like, oh, well, it sucks. We wound up this dark. Uh, So she winds up in the tree again and says, hey, I cut myself on this branch. Can you suck out the bark? 
And Pam Anderson Chimp said, suck your own bark. She asked for head from the younger chimps and they told her to, to suck her own her own bark, <laughs> I guess, is the punchline. Yeah, just competing threads of meanness. Just a shadow cast. Mean, horny, uh, hating the olds. It's got everything. <laughs> yeah. And you have to give it so much credit to, like, get these jokes to work. Like, they are really counting on you to just, like, allow anything. I'm just so pissed off! <laughs> it, it is interesting. Like it, it, like, it has almost, like, a feeling like it wants to push... It pushes the envelope, but to no, like, end or yeah. point or particular humor. And every parody has this thing where I'm not sure they've seen the thing, especially Braveheart. The Braveheart mm-hmm. one. Oh, I'm my like, God. Yeah. I actually kind of liked the Braveheart one. God damn that Braveheart one. <laughs> like, it was nothing like, they had nothing to do with Braveheart at all, but that's what I liked about it. Well, it like, did, it was, um, it was, it's, the whole Braveheart skit is based on uh, that throwaway line where William Wallace makes fun of his own legend. He's like, yeah, and if William Wallace was here, you know, he'd shoot firebolts from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his arse. It was all based on bolts of lightning from his arse. Oh, I like it less now. Yeah. So that's oh, a line. I've never seen Braveheart, so yeah, I didn't that's know. A, that's a line from the I movie. It, I didn't remember the line. I thought it was just absurdism, and I was like, okay, you were getting here. No. We're getting oh, there. you thought something like, was it's happening. It's funny to do no. a Braveheart sketch where Sorry. he bends over and shoots lightning out of his ass, because I'm not expecting that. Now I feel yeah, good, sure. I ruined the joke. I don't like it anymore. It, it wasn't. Like no, it. that didn't make me laugh. What really made me laugh for some reason was Braveheart 2, Braveheart versus is Carmigulon? Yeah, that's a Carmigulon is a funny name. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it wasn't bad. I I, I feel like that's, that's okay. G- give me five yeah. of those, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll 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 run three of them. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of embarrassing. Like thousands of hours of ape science went into this, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's all you got. It's just kind yeah, of a zany. Had was Braveheart versus Carmigulon. <laughs> yeah. Which is like kind of aggressively not a reference to anything, you know. It's yeah. it's like it's silly, but you didn't build to it with any kind of a uh, uh, pattern breaking. It's just I don't know. As a comedy writer, it's just it's it's frustrating for me to see such such amateur work. I guess I am seriously not convinced they saw half this stuff. Like if if you described a show like all these shows to like a dumb person or a monkey, let's just say a monkey. Like, okay, Xena parody. Uh, she ululates. Okay, cover album music, Xena voice. Yep. Three minutes. <laughs> and <laughs> and she have. runs into some space guy with a with a really bad, like, 50 sci-fi name. Okay, yeah, that's the kind of guy she would fight. And I'm honestly not even sure they saw Baywatch. And this all is betting so much on that Baywatch parody. And also me being into Baywatch but not knowing much about it and also <laughs> hating it. Uh-huh. I think they either may have watched Baywatch or accidentally like stumbled into a perfect spoof because the old lady was uh in the tree because she wanted attention. She was lonely and they like found this out through some really dumb detective work. They're like, "Hey, your your recliner is set to catapult mode and you <laughs> you did it. You did this to yourself." And she's like, "Yep, I'm lonely." Like that's a Baywatch plot. Like that's a it's a chip okay, version. You put it like that. You're right. That is Baywatch <laughs> yeah. logic. That multiply Baywatch that by seventy, logic. and that's one hour of Baywatch. That's a that's a good point. The uh, the prosecution accepts this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Baywatch would spend less time on that plot line than this skit, though. So yes. take away points for that. That's true. 
Uh, I guess so. So Timmy's now in the main boss's office and there's a bird puppet. Uh, they did not train a parrot. To, I think the apes would have torn apart a real parrot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, would the apes have freaked out if that was a real bird? <laughs> that seems like one of those lessons you learn by doing. Yeah. This is attempt number four at bird. This time it's a puppet. Yeah. Uh, this was voiced by Maurice Lamarche. He's another uh, voice superstar. He was Egon. He was the brain on Animaniacs. And of course, he was Ooh. Chancellor Naysay on that My Little Pony show that Brockway and I like. Uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> is your uh, uh, is your pony generation like that 80s stuff or that thing that was big around like 2013 or oh i'd never watched a pony show i was kidding <laughs> <laughs> i assume because you had two daughters maybe that was real <laughs> uh, yeah they haven't forced me to watch any pony shows yet we watch a lot of bluey which is actually really pleasant oh god i love i, I watch bluey i have no children <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of pleasant, the network owner is watching a stripper chimp in his private jet. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is a solid gold SR-71, which all nerds know as the X-Men's plane from the 80s and 90s. Uh, that's what that's what he's flying around <laughs> in. Perfect. I thought it looked familiar. Plane uh, to ogle and get close-ups on a on a prostitute chimp's tits. I mean, that, <laughs> yes. it's just great stage. Stagecraft, right? <laughs> I really like the idea of like the costume designer kind of going off on his own and like they them walking in on him doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh no, this is for the show. Uh-huh. Like, and I what part of it? This is in the script. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be okay, the bikini has to be sexy, but something that a chimp can get off quickly. Right. I mean we really need to dial this in. This is my day. This is my whole day. <laughs> and it has to fit over a diaper because you saw what that other chip did to the swimsuit. <laughs> I wonder how many seasons it would take for the monkey to slowly learn shame as it gets picked up for these bits. It would happen I quick, say, I think. I think the prostitute monkey was the most talented one. Like, mm -hmm. it was really dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, fucking quote me on this. That chimpanzee was hot. <laughs> like it, it put its all into the little dance like that chip could go on to be famous if mm -hmm. it, it's, it could be a little chi chimp shirley temple because it can As dance Bobo, this stripping chip yeah. <laughs> <I wouldn't. laughs> that chip has a lucrative career Jeez. that chip at the worst strip club in the most the most fined strip club in town when they make that hot sequel to most valuable ape Mm -hmm. <laughs> they did it was called most vertical ape most vertical oh, primate <laughs> incredible watch the monkey he'll flip <laughs> he doesn't skateboard until like an hour and 10 minutes into that movie that's a hockey movie and the vhs box makes you think it's a skateboarding movie that's a fuck that's fucking unethical that's ape a behavior. crime yeah i want to see the chimp skateboard mm-hmm yeah, that's a better business bureau issue. Like, I, I think yeah. I have to go back to the biz video store at that point. That we should do a class action this lawsuit. Barely if, skateboard. Listeners, if you Sorry. were harmed by most vertical primate, MVP2, <laughs> <laughs> call the law offices of Denard Liddy, Sean Baby, and Brockway. Uh, we'll get you the McTwist you deserve. <laughs> we have a catchphrase now. Uh, the next one was America's Most Uncomfortable Videos, and I think this was a big yes for me. This was a bunch of monkeys getting hit in the dick in what seemed like a faithful recreation of a lot of famous America's Funniest Home Videos. Um, they have monkeys playing t-ball, and he's like, 
oh, here it comes. He hit me right in the dick. Like, they really set it up for, like, like real comedy writers. Like, this monkey's going to get I hit in the dick. For you. <laughs> and, and it's exactly this. What if instead of this show, it's just we recreate shot for shot every episode of America's Funniest Home Videos, but with chimps? Greenlit. Yep. Greenlit. <laughs> I know. Print. Even funny. though I know it won't work because of what we just watched. Greenlight. <laughs> you would go through so many chimps, too. Oh, man. Maybe we could use kids. No, uh, boo. That, wait, bring the chips. <laughs> now, it's, now it's just the actual America's Funniest. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I kind of want to see see kids like recreate all the baseball accidents. I feel like there's, <laughs> I feel like there's an audience of prison bound people. <laughs> see, I want to see the chimps recreate the trampoline accidents. Oh, uh, <laughs> God damn, you're right. That would be incredible. Gold. <laughs> um, they're they're just that much more outdoors. It's gonna be really weird when they like land half of those. <laughs> like these chimps are just shitting on us. Yeah, just God flip, damn it, flip, these flip, chimps flip, are flip. too talented. <laughs> <laughs> there was a video on America's Funniest Home Videos uh, that was very famous. I think it won early on, where it was like a rodeo rider and the f- the horse like did a somersault, like completely smashing this person to the ground, and then came up <laughs> with them still on it, and they were like completely intact. I, I don't know if you've seen this or remember this, but it was fucking crazy. I, I think we should do that with an ape. Yeah, for sure. How do we green light it faster now? (laughs) (laughs) I am actually covering for we're doing eight weeks, so we already know what we're all covering for mine, which will run after this podcast. The day after this podcast, I'm covering a couple of episodes of uh, Lancelot Link, mostly so I can talk about the behind the scenes thing. And they do have a horse cowboy episode. And you'll never believe this. They they achieved all of the authentic horse riding scenes by tying the chimps to the horses. (laughs) (laughs) What was the plan B? That had to have been plan A. (laughs) Like, What was the backup plan for once the chips just get away tied to a horse? Do you you, put the world's least convincing doll on the horse? (laughs) (laughs) I sure hope this works because that knot is secure. I guess... The other idea is you get a lot of chimps and just sort of deal with the churn. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of how that worked. It was like the 60s. It's- you call the Russian circus. We need your we also we need your second and third best fighters now, please. <laughs> so uh let's see. We're back in the ape reality, and the Pamela Anderson ape is mad. Because the intern has got her skywriting for her birthday, and the sky now says happy 52nd birthday to the ape, and she's upset. Because they do, like, all the jokes you'd expect from, like, a an actress not wanting anyone to know how old she is. Um, but I think 52 translates to, like, 85 in human. It's hard to measure because captive apes die young, and <laughs> wild apes are killed young. So... We, we, I don't know. I don't know if we've ever just had a situation where an ape can just comfortably live out their their life. Um, don't look up apes. Is my point, listeners? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you made the mistake of googling apes before this podcast. Yeah, I shouldn't have done any research. Um, I should sh- have expected TV apes to be like a vortex to darkness, but my brain—I guess my brain comforted it itself by just looking at these jokes. I. I, mm-hmm. I remember the line, the beast has awakened, stood out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I, I liked that line because they taught 
the chimp to hold his fists in the air dramatically, like when he says it. Yeah, that was pretty good. That chimp is actually one of the standout chimps. I think the um the mousier of the two president characters, the gay coded right wing chimp. Yes, he's good. <laughs> You're picking up a lot <laughs> of made, subtle ape energy. The <laughs> they gave him the voice of, of the doctor from Lost in Space. Like, that's not. That's true. I'm I'm, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. <laughs> you bring up an excellent point. So they. OK, so so the the uh, Pamela Anderson ape calls her agent who has a car with surface to air missiles and he shoots down the Skyrider, who is the intern's <laughs> uncle. So Timmy's uncle has been fucking killed. And then they cut to With a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And you'll never guess what they call the spoof of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not Buffy the Banana Slayer. Or Bonobo the Banana the Vampire Slayer. Uh, so, so here's what happens in this spoof. She kills the principal cast and that's fucking it the whole thing. This isn't worth the wig hair it and took to the make these wigs. The yes, it's just a fuck. She just kills everybody, and then they're like, I "Hey, am- I'm not even a vampire." She's like, "I don't care." <laughs> this is this is a fucking mean thing to say, but this is a control alt delete comic. This is a fucking. Ooh, it's just violence. <laughs> yeah, this is a shredded moose tear. I could see Tim Buckley yeah. or an acolyte producing it. I mm-hmm. remember, like after they, after she stabs. The first girl monkey, which is a great sentence, but they're just like, <laughs> she's dead. And look what you did to her implants. Yeah. Yeah, they just can't get fake titties out of their brain. They're just, yeah, they're really angry about fake boobs. They need to get that across. It's important. I don't know what fistfight they lost to a plastic surgeon at some point. <laughs> it, really, <laughs> it really colors this. It's almost like there are a lot of writers in Hollywood that are getting turned down by women mm-hmm. with fake breasts, <laughs> and that makes them angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I think uh, I think we put together this, this law and order mystery. I'm, I, I'm also going to... You know, we proved me wrong moments ago, but now I'm going to redouble down on they have not seen this shit. Like, these are all jokes like I have seen a Buffy ad. <laughs> yeah, you could fully write that Buffy parody knowing only the names Buffy and Angel. Mm-hmm. Which you yeah, saw in a 30 second on, like, ad. The CW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you saw like a commercial in the CW. And you're like, I get it. I get it enough to do a joke. What year is this? 1999? There's the internet, sure, but only nerds use it. She like uh, she slays vampires and she's kind of a bitch, right? Yeah, I get it. Yep. <laughs> this part actually made me think that they did have a writer's room. Because earlier I thought maybe they just like chummed the waters for fucking any writer to come in and write sketches. But this one feels like someone said, hey, I have an idea. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And someone said, I love it. Write it up. And they're like, oh, no, shit. I didn't want anyone to say yes to that idea. And then they just like wrote this. <laughs> I just realized I hadn't <laughs> talked in a, in a long time. And I, I don't want to get fired. <laughs> but I didn't think you'd say yes. But I've never seen Buffy. And also, I will not watch it before I write this sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's someone hungover heading to the pitch meeting with nothing. And it, it just really stands out when they parody anything that's like kind of a weird show unto itself that they are mm-hmm. just not riding this monkey unicycle across the finish line like they (laughs) yeah i feel like the tropes in buffy the vampire slayer were was like the pitter patter little like dialogue so you you have the chips make fun of that like or or just ask somebody who's seen the show like what makes this show unique and then fucking add a chimpanzee to that what am i a fucking genius 
Yeah, like, I don't know, they should have, Man, have like, if you, if one of those chimps had been Spike, I would have forgiven everything. <laughs> I don't think a Spike wig on a chimp is going to be an option. That's what I'm saying. It's high difficulty, <laughs> but you go for it. That's a, a good point. The, the high difficulty. I wonder how many of these uh, ideas got neutered by like, oh, we can't, we can't have a chimpanzee do that. Like, are you crazy? But then again, like they had chimpanzees on horses holding swords. They shot one of them out of the sky. I, I feel like maybe there's. Maybe there's a whole brave heart sword fight missing just because it kept ending in monkey shit. Like it just. Or, or in like th- three decapitated monkeys. We got to <laughs> give these monkeys swords. That wasn't a good idea. They're like, I, I dulled the swords. They're not sharp swords. Yes, they're chimpanzees. They have the strength of three men. If you look closely, the monkey changes because they could just, they just never got the sword monkey back under control. Yeah. <laughs> like it just owns A switch got right flipped. Out. He's like, my and God, the power. <laughs> it's out there in the forest just teaching other monkeys. This is how it starts. <laughs> the prop master's like, what have I done? <laughs> a fucking origin story of Planet of the Apes. History will remember you as a son of a bitch, sir. <laughs> oh, that actually is the upside of the show. Like the entire time you're watching, you're not really worried that the apes are going to learn language from being surrounded <laughs> by this dialogue. <laughs> they do learn violence because we come out of the Buffy sketch into the writers in the closet section, which is it, Timmy runs into the closet and sees, uh oh, there are other chimps here. And then it turns out that that's where the writers, they keep the writers and, uh, that's where we do the Monica Lewinsky joke and the chips start actually fighting. For real. <laughs> the highlight of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely a highlight. And they're cowards because they cut away. Like you just. Yeah. You, if I was the director there, I would say, God damn it. Keep Let rolling. Let it roll. And just. Yeah. What kind of carless NASCAR shit is that? That's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> One of the chips grabs the other and just like rips his head down. And then <laughs> cut away. Like, that gets fucking real. That gets real so fast. Oh, man. Now I wonder which one was like the alpha chimp in this cast. I wonder how many skits got paused for murder. <laughs> it's like, we can't. Just, we gotta stop. He's gonna tear his head off. I think chimps decide alpha by noise. So then like a, a chimpanzee around this many props so it would be the, the chimp clever enough to find like the. I don't know, the bedpan or the drums or something that makes like a nice big boom. <laughs> yeah, they put the Xena chimp by like a whole like microphone setup. Maybe she's just waving that around and. Yep. A karaoke system. She's that full alpha monkey now. It would really ruin the shoot if the intern was like the king monkey and they're like, hey, we, we need him to look like sort of demure and Woody Allen-esque and he just keeps battering these other monkeys. Can we... <laughs> Can we reel this dude in a little? <laughs> oh, God, I would love to be in the meetings between like the, the chimpanzee handler and like the zany dick out comedy writer. It's like... Yeah, I do. I think the best show that could come out of this show would just be a show about the monkey politics behind yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we can't put Bobo and Sinsen in the same room at ever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> fuck each other's wives. That's oh man, that's fucking uh, the heart of darkness for this show. <laughs> that's that's the pitch. Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
this Hulk and Randy Savage hate each other in real life. That's so these two fucking monkeys. <laughs> they again, they're, they're these are humans that exist in our world. They do not have chimpanzee equivalents. It's not a monoclip bananas, Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I do think they called her bananas Lewinsky for a little while. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the, on the, nose. the joke is Timmy says, I really blew it. And then Biff, one of the writers says, isn't that what interns are supposed to do? And then the other monkey says, no Monica Lewinsky jokes. And then he kind of lightly slaps him. And then the other monkey looks at him like, motherfucker, what the fuck? And then they just start I love it. Brawling and cut away suddenly. God, it's... every time I remember that, it makes me laugh so hard. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a crime in a lot of ways, but it's fun. But you can tell, like, I guess we speak ape well enough at this point that we could tell that was not acting. Like, we all saw the switch back into Wild Animal. That's because we have to be able to identify that and be like, oh, no, he's pissed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, 50 feet. We got 50 feet. Run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is my new like reference point for happy accident. <laughs> you know, they probably cut because a trank dart hit him in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it did Because if we saw it. that, you know the guy with the trank rifle saw it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so um, they force Marina to apologize for killing Timmy's uncle uh, under threat of lawsuit. And if there was a setup to this, I guess I just didn't notice. So she's like reading a prepared statement uh, to an intern to not sue the studio for murdering his unrelated uncle. Uh, a f- the flaming chimp shows up in the hallway because he's not dead. He's like, oh, I'm on fire. And again, this is. A great <laughs> screaming. Just that just that second, that like 15 seconds where like a chimp dressed in an aviator suit walks around a corner on fire, stands there and like puts his arms in the air and screams. Like, so yes, good. This is what I'm looking for. So good. <laughs> I came out of nowhere. It's great. It's a disaster. It's pure chaos. It's what I want. The fire is so yeah. bad. Like CGI. Yeah, 1999 <laughs> did not have fake fire capabilities. <laughs> And they already, they didn't get the shot when they lit the chimp on fire for real. <laughs> so uh, It's funny, but it's not, it's not funny. Fun. Yeah. We gotta, we'll see you. And then, um. It hits that nice space where the summary sounds like I'm lying. Yeah. Which is a good space to be in for a podcast, I think. Uh, so that, so Timmy comes out with a jacket and he, he puts out the fire on his uncle uh, and this is, uh, Brock's favorite jacket. So he's like, oh, you broke my favorite jacket. It had ladies phone numbers in it. And again, this is, it, the writing's so fucking bad. And then the, the Pamela Anderson monkey comes out and says, I've hated that jacket for years and you killed it in a day. She gives him a little kiss and he takes that little kiss of thank you and turns it into full on sexual assault. I have a clip. For years, I tried to get rid of that disgusting jacket. This boy got rid of it his first day here. You're all right with me, kid. Wow. Now can I have a feel? (laughs) Get bent. I thought you were nice. Just because I believe in the Easter Bunny doesn't mean I won't go for it. Some folks laugh at anything. Oh, oh. I suppose somebody could put me out. 
<laughs> Double fake out. I do appreciate, I like the energy so much more when you can't see it and you just hear yeah. like chimp cacophony. Yep. Like I want that show that I want the show that it sounds like. Where Timmy delivers his line, and then the chimps start laughing, and then it gets out of control, and they just start tearing apart. The <laughs> just escalates and escalates. Somebody runs in with a fire extinguisher, <laughs> trying to get him to cool off. They rip it from his hands and start bashing it on the oh floor. Now they're lost in the fog. <laughs> just show me, show me the chimp chaos that ends every one of these sketches. Like, do your terrible sketch, yep. and just let the cameras roll for one more minute when they all just turn on. God, I'd love that. That's the director getting all frustrated. Can you get, can back. you get them fucking back to? Back to one, please. I can't. They're not listening to me. I've lost. I've lost visual on the orangutan. I've repeat. I've lost visual. That's why you need the special directing method that that guy developed before his yep. really funny improv show got out of control. No ape saw it, lady. I think that beat where the music cuts in after mm-hmm. "Can I Have a Feel," like that exact texture. If you have just one kill, that's what, like, hell sounds like. Not like two. It's worse after two. <laughs> but if you're, like, mm-hmm. a single murderer, that's yeah, what hell I think is you're like. Right. If it's manslaughter, that's... You get that from yeah. manslaughter. You guys probably noticed this, but when he says, now can I have a feel? Like, he's referencing the time he was talking to her poster. She doesn't know that he said that in real life. So that was troubling. But much like the real Pamela Anderson, I'm sure it just happens to her all the time. Yeah, that's true. She's like, you You had the first half of this conversation to my poster, didn't you? Like, oh, you're right. You're right. The real Pamela Anderson. Sorry, I got you mixed up again. Yeah, she can get through that whole conversation on muscle memory. Okay, the outtakes on the show, I have to say, are pretty amazing. Where they, like, faked that the monkeys were flubbing lines. And I'm tempted to say this should have been the whole show. But I think that's the trap the creators fell into in the first place. And one we keep falling into every several minutes while we talk about this. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I thought the the end was way funnier than anything they did. And it sounds like the end is just what they were, what got them the yeah. show. Like the, the, it's more like what they were doing before that the executives liked. And we're like, oh, we're going to do a show. And then when they tried to make like a linear plot, that's where, where it really all went wrong. Right, because it's just five second skits of chimps breaking something, and you're like, yeah, I have rules. Great. <laughs> <laughs> the name makes a little more sense. What it, it's just like, I think every like potential fix that flies through your brain is just another chimp show, and you just could fill a whole channel with like the chimp channel, but. Right. Like, I'd watch the puppy channel. Oh my God. That's a great yeah. pitch, right? That's the whole thing. Yeah, just 24-7 The Puppy Bowl, yeah. and I would watch puppy that. Puppy Bowl's pretty good. I've watched The Puppy Bowl. Yeah, and those puppies only take out, like, one trainer top. That's true. Yeah, they don't they don't fully kill anyone. You know, you're going to get little yeah. bites. But. You're going to have the 50-foot rule, but it buys you, like, two minutes. It buys you, like, two solid minutes a head start. When they Let's say I have an idea. Puppy Bowl, two chimpanzees. Clear the studio. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, red light. Red light. <laughs> <laughs> Cancelled. <laughs> okay. When it comes to the uh, show's love of um, throwaway assault lines, did anybody get a, I told you that woman's a liar? <laughs> I don't remember that. No, was that from the know. Monica Lewinsky part? It was earlier than that. The the uh, the sort of hunky actor, dream mm-hmm. like Baywatch lead guy, was talking to the uh, motherly costume okay. lead. Oh! yes because it was about him having a kid he's just like is this your kid and he says i told you that woman was a liar yeah and they just blaze through that and i think 
that is a real early yeah. tone setter. I mean, it's it's after it's groped the poster, so I guess that the die is cast. Like we've crossed that Rubicon already. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of makes me feel like every joke is being told by Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy from SNL. Like, he's like, hey, this guy's a deadbeat dad. That's funny. (laughs) 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 You know, I I guess the poster is like the original sin of the chimp channel. Like, it could only be this after that. It's like, do you remember at the end of the matrix and he like fucking flies off you're like well you can't yeah, continue you, you after that it up now yeah that's definitely set the tone for like well looks like it's all horny <laughs> so you think the show still had its innocence when it said touched by an anvil you're like they could still pull out of this okay yeah yes that was some looney yeah yeah shit. That, that was fine okay it sucked but it was fine physical comedy is spiritually mm-hmm. neutral and I gotta say, as soon as t- you break the horny chimp seal, that was a pun sure. too. Touched by an anvil, and then the rest of them, no pun, just like regular Xena, warrior princess, yeah. regular Buffy, the vampire slayer, Xena, the bananas <laughs> princess. How fucking hard is that? There we go. I feel like I'm learning there that puns are kind of hard because <laughs> I've been sitting here trying to make them, and I don't know if you've just broken my you could brain. Xena, <laughs> or if no. it is uh, hard. This is a warrior primate. What you're all looking, what you're all overlooking, is they picked the cultural reference. That's true. <laughs> you can design around this problem. <laughs> they picked Xena. You don't have to pick Xena. You could pick the one that works. Yeah, Xena's like you fucking did. impossible to put mm-hmm. anything into. You could have done. Would you believe that they the one that starts with an X? Let's do that. Double dip the Xenoverse. What? Even in the first three episodes? Yeah, like the second or third episode, they do Hercules, like the Incredible Journeys kind of thing, and that had its little crossover thing. Did it get a ape pun? There was no ape pun. The, the concept was old Hercules. Okay. And it's just more fuck old That's people. that Bill Murray sketch from the <laughs> 70s on SNL. <laughs> yeah. Gotta really stick it to the elderly. They're getting, yeah, yeah. getting too out of control. It ends in an ape titty twister. Oh, now I'm listening. There it is. Yeah. That makes sense. It's just baffling to me that they did two, two puns, because Tree Watch is a pun, you just made me realize, and no others. Why Why did they just give up? But it could have been Ape Watch. Because <laughs> they're kind of hard. You know? It could have yeah. been... That's better than Baywatch. Or that's better than Tree Watch. Yeah, Ape Watch. Banana Watch. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. The Supremes were city-smart kids grifting their way off the street until they were framed for a crime they didn't commit. 1-900-HOT-DOG mounted an appeal to put them back on the street, this time in business casual as a private mercenary force. Together they are Hot Dog and Supremes. Starring Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, Alpha Scientist Javo, Unandy, Armando Nava, with special guest star Badger as Bone, Bony Sam Sampson, 
Benjamin Cyrannan, Bim Talzer, Brendan Garlock, Burrito, Cyril, Chase, Clementine Danger, featuring Craig Lemoyne and Cuevas as the Rappin' Quakers, Dan B, David Schull, Dean Costello, Devin the Rogue Supreme. The role of Naked President is played by Drayson. Dusty's rad title. Eric Rion is the Master Ninja. Every Zig, Fancy Shark. Gareth is the Master of Ninjas. Jellaho, Greg Cunningham. Hambone. Haraka is Ninja Master 9000. Harvey Penguini. Hot Fart. Hawk. Jaber Al Aiden. James Boyd as corrupt politician. James Boyd. Jeff Oreski. Jim Salter. John Dean. John McCammon. John Minkoff. Joseph Searles as himself. Josh S. Joshua Graves. Justin B. as typhoid urchin number six. Ken Paisley. K&M. Kyle Campbell as urchin master 9000. Lisa. M. Jahi Chappelle, featuring the musical talents of MC Mark Toronto Mac Mahoney, Matt Riley, Max Baroy, Michael Lair, with special guest star Mickey Loman as the Knife Boy, Mike Styles, Moju. The role of Mr. Bob Gray will be played tonight by Mr. T in Unoffensive Wig. ND. Neil Bailey is corpulent Louisiana conman number 17. Neil Schaefer, Neku 104, Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herbst, Rachel. Rhiannon is corpulent Louisiana conman master 9000. Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, spotty reception, supernaut. Featuring Tan Tan the murderous orangutan. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Tommy G, Toasty God plays Judge Rajum McBlaster, Velo plays Dr. Blast McRajum, Booster plays Professor Stevenson, Waylon Russell, Yanis Ionitis, with special guest star Brian Saylor as the Street Pope. I'm afraid it's your word against mine, Mr. T, and who are they gonna believe? Some convicted felon? Or the man who blesses the rats. <laughs> Hot dog and supreme. 